On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, the lawyers and Pharisees were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus said also to the Pharisee who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they might invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. The theme of our readings is humility, a difficult virtue to live out in our day and age because our culture tends to invite us to exalt ourselves, to put ourselves first, and to seek honor. Fortunately, God always helps us in this regard because when we don't practice humility, God allows the natural consequences of pride to take their effect, and we learn a tough lesson. Like the ticket agent in a story reported in the Los Angeles Times newspaper of an airline flight that was canceled, leaving a long line of travelers trying to get booked on another flight. One man grew increasingly impatient with the slow-moving line, and suddenly he pushed his way to the front and angrily demanded a first-class ticket on the next available flight. I'm sorry, said the ticket agent, but I'll have to first take care of the people who were ahead of you in line. The irate man then pounded his fist on the counter, saying, Do you have any idea who I am? Whereupon the ticket agent calmly picked up the public address microphone and said, Attention, please. There is a gentleman at the ticket counter who does not know who he is. If there is anyone in the airport who can identify him, please come to the counter. Well, the man quickly retreated to his place at the back of the line to the applause of the people, and this actually made the newspapers. And so he learned a valuable lesson, one that God's always teaching us. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. This is a very wonderful virtue that God really does love. I'll just quote from God one passage. In Isaiah chapter 66, this is what God says. With heaven my throne and earth my footstool, what house could you build me? What place could you make for my rest? All of this was made by my hand, and all of this is mine. It is Yahweh who speaks. 
yet my eyes are drawn to the person of humble and contrite spirit who trembles at my word. In other words, God is not impressed by anything in the universe. He created it all. He doesn't care about the size of our bank account or the size of our car or house. What he really is drawn to is the person who's humble and trembles at his word, which presupposes that we are actually reading the word, the Bible, and the catechism, scripture and tradition, and trying to integrate it into our lives to really live it out, trembling at that word, because we know we very often don't live up to it. That's humility, and God can work with such a person. Well, then let's look at the scriptures and see what God says about humility, and that's found in today's gospel. He tells two little stories surrounding a banquet. The first has to do with the guests who are there, and he simply says, don't take the highest place. Don't just think of yourself. Think of others. Don't be so self-absorbed. There's the story of two senior citizens who were talking about wisdom and humility that comes with age. When I was young, said one senior, I was very proud. And my pride was a real source of worry to me. I was constantly worrying about what people thought of me. When I grew older and wiser, I said to myself, I don't care what other people thought of me. And now that I'm even older and wiser, I realize they weren't thinking about me at all. There's wisdom. And that's what Jesus is saying to these people who come to a banquet. Don't just think of yourself and I've got to put on airs, but really take the lowest place, which God did in sending Christ who left his great throne in heaven and came down and took on our poor nature and even went to the cross. The other parable he tells to the host who prepared the banquet. He says, now for you, when you hold a banquet, don't just invite your friends and your neighbors, those that you want to be repaid. Rather, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then you will be blessed at the resurrection of the righteous. We are at a banquet here today, God's banquet. He's invited us. We are the poor, the blind, and those who are needy. God knows that. He knows that we are spiritually in need. That's why we're here. Now he's asking us to pay it forward. How do we do that? It's tough, it's difficult to invite people to come to Mass with us because if they are not familiar with Mass and what's going on, Mass is really a mystery, profound mystery. It can be quite, not only intimidating, but boring. Fortunately, in our family of parishes, we are going to be, in the next couple of months, holding a number of banquets, true banquets, not the Mass, but something preliminary to the Mass where there will be food, drink, it's free, it's fun, we'll make friends, we can invite others who we think need to come to our fellowship and make friends so that we can then bring them to Mass and have the true banquet. There's going to be 11 banquets, and it's called Alpha. 
at Alpha, we will start with a meal. And we'll be at our tables, we'll be forming friendships and discussing what's of interest. Then we'll have a video, and the videos really are excellent. If you've watched them before, they teach us about the very basics of the Christian life. Who is God? What's life all about? What does God desire for my life? Very introductory. But it's a way in which we can easily invite someone to come, even take them by the hand and be there with them. And then they can become part of this greater banquet. It's like easy on-ramp to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Ponder this particular gospel and consider yourselves to be the hosts. Will you invite others to these banquets? It takes humility because you may get turned down. But on the other hand, this is what God's desiring. So let us step out, pray about it. God, who is someone I should ask to come with me to these dinners? And then invite. Alpha is really a wonderful experience because you're at the same table for those 11 weeks. And you're sharing life and stories. I mean, you don't have to talk if you don't want to. If you're shy, you can just sort of watch and observe. Most people love to talk. And then at the end, you have new friends, and especially friends who haven't been to Mass, who will now come to Mass because they are your friend, because you're the host and they know you. That's the secret of Alpha. So I ask you to ponder the scriptures today and let's heed God's call, humility, inviting everyone to God's banquet.